Okay, I think I'm live now. Hello everyone, welcome to our first episode of Empowering Blackness. We're going to be running a series this month called Empowering Blackness and it's going to be a lot of conversations about being black, um, a lot of history and a lot of, I guess, good conversation on mental health. So, um, one of my friends, actually our guest is already here, so I am just going to Go ahead and welcome him in. I'm gonna wait for him to join. It's taking a while. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So? I am well. Can you see me? Hopefully, you can hear me too. Yes, I can. I'm loud and clear. My AirPods are not working, so we'll just ditch those for now. Yeah. Have you been? Did you work today? Oh, no, you said you don't work today. So I don't work on. Well, I work on my business on the weekends, but I don't work on yeah. weekends. Yeah, I was just telling everyone that we're gonna be talking about um, empowering blackness. Like that's the name of the series we're gonna be doing. But we discussed mm -hmm. yesterday what we were gonna talk about, which is unity and identity. Did I get it right? I got yeah. it right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so everyone, this is Ime. He is a friend. I met him through another friend called Jordan. Um, and he's born in Nigeria, but lives here in London, just like I do. Um, well, the UK, rather, because we're really not in London City. <laughs> we're in the outskirts of it. Um, and both of us are really passionate about what is happening to Black people right now worldwide and we realize like there's so much division within the black community and so we wanted to mm -hmm. have a conversation about why we should be you know united in who we are as black people mm -hmm. so Ime go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit before we start all right so hi guys um you've pretty much said a little bit about me I live in the UK I was born in Nigeria, born and raised there till when I was like 11, when I moved here. And then I've been back and forth, went back to complete my secondary education, um, came back here for uni, then went back for a year to work for an oil company, um, ExxonMobil, Nigeria, for a year. In Nigeria? Um, yeah, I did, yeah. Did you like it? Um, it, was, it was an interesting and eye-opening <laughs> experience. Yeah. Yeah, I think, obviously, because I hadn't been back in a long time and I kind of wanted to see what opportunities were available back at home. Um, so when I had the opportunity to pick a placement, I decided not to do my placement here, but to go back home and do my placement um, because just not purely because I wanted, I really wanted to do the placement back at home, but purely because I wanted to use the opportunity to discover how far um, my country's gone and what opportunities are there, especially being that I will, I'm very passionate about investing back at home and, um, you know, taking the knowledge that I gain here to have some sort of impact back at home. So right. it was my, since I hadn't been back since I finished secondary school, you know, to get a fresh perspective of where we were as a country. Um, yeah. So it was, it was a great experience. I had a lot of fun. You know, um, Africa is a fun place to be at if you've ever been. It is. Uh, it is. Dull, dull um, but it also made me realize that 
I did not want to work a day job. I wasn't, I wasn't um, office job. Um, to sit behind a computer. Um, yeah. I was more of an, more, I was more of an entrepreneur, doing my own thing. Um, so while I was there, I set up a business, personal training, celebrities and um, workers. Um, as if you check my profile, I am a fitness trainer and fitness athlete. So I yeah. used that skill. Um, to kind of set up a side business while I was there, um, and it kind of basically just kept me kept me going because I wasn't being paid extremely well when I was working there. Anyway, I was being paid like thirty k, which was how much I was paying my chef. So had to yeah. find you had, had a to... chef. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you well, because I didn't. Really, yeah, I didn't really have a lot of time, you know, managing the fitness business. I working. So I didn't really have time cooking. Like, I was on my own back in I Lagos. I love Nigerians. Y'all be living your best life. You're like, I don't even care. I'm going to just get a show. <laughs> just get well, a show. For me, it was an opportunity to empower someone, you know. I didn't have much time. Like, I could be eating from a restaurant, but I was a fitness person. So I kind of wanted to eat freshly cooked meals. Um, so I thought to myself, you know, there's a talented guy that cooks. Um, you know, pay why not give someone the opportunity to cook for mm. you? We cooked my meals. I picked it up every morning um, at his kitchen, and you know, took it to work. And that way, I always stayed fed because that's one of the important parts of my, of fitness in general: your diet and your eating. Yeah. So yeah, so that was you know just a step to empower someone as well as obviously I didn't have much time to cook, so I needed to find a way to eat well. So that was yeah, my solution. We're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about empowering each other as Black people. But before we lose trail, um, I know that you are passionate about Black people uniting. And what made us come to the conclusion of this topic is living in the reality. There's something you said to me last night that I think struck a chord is you said um, we have to live in the reality of where we are as Africans and as black yep. people because once we do that we're going to be able to unite and you know move on and be able to do um major things together so my question to you is why unity in identity what is that to you what does that what does that mean hmm. i think you know you said a lot of words to unity move forward together um, these are all key words that I believe that, um, you know, when people ask, how do we get out of where we are as Africans or as Africa, how do we grow um, as a continent? Um, and I see so much division between ourselves. You know, you can't, you can't conquer if you're not united. It's never happened. It's just not, it's not something that I've seen. You know, if you're going to war, for example, you can't all be in a different in a different mindset or have different objectives yeah. and expect to win that war. You go to war with the same objective. And as Africans, I think that, you know, we have this goal to obviously improve, but we lack a sense of unity. And I think one of, one of the issues comes in the identity crisis that we have in Africa as a people is, is you know, there is so much division because everyone um, has a different view of the identity. 
you know, for instance, if you break it down to the smaller part, I'll use Nigeria as an example. Yeah. You know, we've got, we've got the northern part of Nigeria and we've got the southern part of Nigeria. And they think that the northern part thinks that they're different. They're different to the southern part of Nigeria. No one really thinks about, actually, we're just Nigerian, mm. you know. And, you know, you have people that think that, oh, I'm Yoruba, I'm Igbo, I'm, I'm, I'm Hausa. And yes, that's true. But at the core, when you look at things on a grand scheme, you're Nigerian, you know. And if people are able to put away those little attributes and look yeah. at the big factor, they'll be able to share core values that will unite them together. Because, you know, there's so much division in Africa. And if you think... and when you think about bringing people together it's having people share the same vision and having people think that they have something in common if people don't think they have something in common they're not going to to sort of feel like oh this person is similar to me you know Mm -hmm. they're gonna and and even you know even when you then look at things when you when you bring it to a grand scheme is you know nigerians ghanaians south africans you know Yes, we are all in this from these different places, which are just locations, but the truth at the core of it is we're Africans. Yeah. You know. And then if we, and, and that alone should be able to unite us that if we see something happening in happening in um happening in Ghana and you know, we're able to share share those share issues because not because we're Ghanaian or or because you know because we come from because we're Africans and we understand that that brings us together. And then when you then take it into a whole grand scheme, you realize that we're all human, and that's something that we share in common. So that identity as a human should bring us together and should should allow us to have more empathy, more love for each other, um, more care, and and would allow us to be able to reach out to people given our differences. You know, um, Jordan says, how do we hold on to our cultural values while being unified? I think culture is a whole different topic. I think it, it's, it's it important. It's, also, it's important to, you know, um, highlight the effects of culture and really define what culture is. And, you know, because I think certain elements of culture in this day and age, when you look at it, is you know, quite old and culture needs to be able to ad- move with the, I think one of the articles that you said to me, I highlighted this where we are so far forward in the world that some of the cultural elements are, um, are very not going to be relevant in this day and age. Yeah. And it's not saying that you should divide it, devalues it, but it just means that in the time that we're in, those are very primitive and as Africa, and that's why I said to you that it's it's very important for us to live in the now, and embrace um embrace our true identity as humans and as Africans if we want to unite, and that way we would share core values mm. rather than because when you look at culture, it really it creates that oh I'm different from this and yeah that's true, yeah. but when you then look within you and you see that actually we are just Africans, we are just humans you're able to then connect because mm. culture will tell you otherwise. And that's th- the problem I have with culture. My thing, Ima, is is that I, I agree with you. I think culture divides us because there's not like the human because our culture is humanity. 
you know i've yeah. often said in the past few weeks i've been saying i'm a citizen of the earth like i am not bound to these things anymore yes i understand that my roots are in kenya i understand i have roots in the states i understand now i'm about to have roots in the united kingdom and i think that's humanity like but we talked about what we are as black people and as africans we go way back to 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 africa and to to mm -hmm. actually add on to this point is that pre-colonialism there were no maps Maf africa was exactly. not divided into these locations exactly. And mm -hmm. my tribe, when I did geography and history back when I was in school in Kenya, actually my mm -hmm. tribe comes from like the Cameroon part. So it's a Western central part of Africa because we're Bantus and we come yeah. from like this very Western central part of, 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 um, of, of Africa. But with migration, people used to move a lot, you know, pre-colonial, like yeah. tribes would move called... It, it was just how it worked. And so sometimes I'm like, these boundaries that we have, they're not us. Because at the end of the day, you know, I look at you and I look at myself, I'm like, we're one. You know, this, mm -hmm. what brings us together is the human aspect of it. And I think it's important for people to realize that, that like underneath it all as black people, we're Africans and, and we need to have this sort of what Ime is talking about the unity of like we are who we are it doesn't matter i i think personally the fact that you're nigerian and i'm kenyan that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of being different mm -hmm. while being black and african i think that's the beauty of it i don't think it's the divisive aspect of it what would you say to that yeah exactly and i think i think you're very right because you know like you rightly pointed out culture is relevant because these are our roots but it, but taking that relevance and attaching it to your identity can cause a very strong divide because because we live in a world now that so many of us are intertwined and it you know when you unless everyone's gonna everyone in the same culture is gonna live in the same place like one of the articles you said yeah highlighting you put everyone in the same culture in the same place it's going to be hard to create a unity without looking at looking past that identity so it's being able to, it doesn't mean that you um you just ignore it you know you you still respect your values and, and you know I, i'm a christian they're muslim you know and that's fine but i do not let that identify me as a human because i empathize with the muslim brother i'm able to empathize with another you know i'm able to love and i'm able to help you know so it's is when you look at your true your true identity, it strips things down to the core values that make us. But when you look at all the other things which are just surface, it's like you're looking on the outside and you're not really able to go past that mask of I'm this and really look inside you. It's like why I'm so like I explained earlier, there's all these little attributes where I'm Nigerian, I'm Christian, I'm I'm from Aquibom, I'm I'm Christian. And then I'm Nigerian. It's like when you keep peeling it off, like what's at the core? The very core humanity. I'm human. Humanity. Exactly. Yeah. When you add another mask onto that, there's I'm African. You add another mask. So it's like what people see is is very surface. And it's when you look inside, and that's what really connects us is humanity. And what connects us as black people is we're all African. You know, whether you're a black person in America, you need to realize that you're real roots and the roots. core of where you're from is African. 
you know, and that that alone would be able to unite us. And I think that would help us. Um, that unity would help us um, amass resources mm. that will help grow as Africa because the more people identify as African, the more um, talent we have, the more skill set we have, the more leaders we have. You know, there's so many people here that have great, great talents and have great opportunities, that have great, um, you know, exposure that would help Africans back at home. But unfortunately, they don't identify as Africans. So they're not even able to, if you don't identify as someone, you can't connect with that person. So how do you then help that person? And that's why I said unity and identity would help us move forward as Africans, even within where we are in Africa. I'll give you an example, the NSARS movement in Nigeria. That was an example of unity and identity. We saw a problem and we all came together as Nigerians, not as Christian, not as Muslim, not as, oh, I'm from, I'm from Lagos, I'm from Ibadan. We all came together as Nigerians. That's unity and identity. We were able to achieve something. And like I said to you, it's that focus. It's that, it's bringing, when you're able to something together at the core, it has a very, it has a, a bigger effect. And yeah. I think that's what unity would do for us. You know, imagine if we had like a united Africa, like in terms of our leaders as well, Africa yeah. would be. We'd be far. We'd be so far. Do you do you think do you you know I like how you pointed out like having a main focus and you did talk to me about that about you know having a voice because that that was one of the reasons the movement of NSARS didn't get the push it needed to to get where you believe it should have been at. What do you think is one commonality that would bring us as Africans together, not just Nigerians, but we're talking about all of us together. What do you think is a common uniting ground? Not just because the thing is, human beings are generally selfish people in the sense of like, we see ourselves, right? Like Christians see themselves first and then they're like Muslims come second or whatever. What do you mm. think is a tiebreaker to that of like where I see another Tanzanian or a Zambian or an Angolese Nigerian and I'm like, we're one. What do you hmm. think can bring? What do you What do you think would be that? Because there's no right or wrong answer. Like we cannot pinpoint exactly. But what do you think yeah. is something that can, that can unite us? It, it's things like love, um, just the basic things that everyone does. You know, is is understanding. You know, having that love for each other. I think that would bring us together because love is is not love is not discriminating. <laughs> you see what Jordan just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that you know when you are talking, I didn't think I didn't think about that, you know. But you need to also realize that it's not every single African country in the continent that felt the impact of that. Which you know, if you look really back into history, but it is one. It's it's one thing that the effects of colonialism can. But yeah. like I said to you, is it's easy to look at those things, and those things would just create like anger and more like hatred towards the people that had those issues and i don't think that's the biggest issue today our biggest issue today is not colonialism is our people and we need to address that issue of love and and you know people just being being human beings and, and caring like how can a leader say i'm truly nigerian and be able to see his people suffer you know so there's a there's a bigger issue within there where those issues need to be addressed when people can then look at themselves as human and, and be able to, 
you know, go past a poor person and not think that this person's less than me and, and see that and have love towards this person. And I think love at the core of it all will unite us. And that's something that we all have. We all know how to love everyone, even the, even even the person the with the person. I get that. But check this out. Your leader, your president, who we spoke about yesterday, mm. clearly was, did not even really denounce and, you know, the killings of the people that happened. I, on the other hand, know I have a president who says he doesn't understand how unemployment rates are sky high. He doesn't understand how people are poor. How do, I mean, how do, how are, my thing with, with African leaders is like, how do we get them out and get people who are willing to lead with love? Because these people, at the end of the day, they may know how to love, but they're not showing the country love. That's, that's a problem. I think um, to answer your question, I'd say, like I said, is we need to have, we need to be able to ignore leadership because leadership is not leadership is not our main problem in our countries. Even though our leaders are wicked, but like I said, if we can unite, if we can unite and have a voice of a voice for change. Right, and everyone, everyone wants a better Nigeria and wants a better, a better um, South Africa. These people, we need to realize that this is such a small portion of the country, and the problem is there's a there's lack of knowledge and there's lack of understanding, and and the people don't understand the power that they have. And Jordan, yes, you're right. They elect them, but do they even elect them? Is there anything like elections? Does it exist? Corruption. Um, so, so you know, if we look at the, if we look at things like that, and helping the people understand, so that when it comes to the time, like you said, Jordan, of electing these people, the people understand the power that they have, and they don't just give give that power away for um you know for five five hundred naira or for the little peanuts that politicians give these people to come out and support them. You know, yeah. it's being able to unite, whether you're rich or you're poor, we have a we have an objective of putting a great leader in that seat. And if we're able to unite on all different levels as a country, then we will be able to pick the right leader because we will yeah. share the same value. It's like this and I gave an analogy about um like a bus. Um if you have a chance to read that on my Instagram, you know, it's where next in terms of the NSARS movement? What the NSARS movement did was essentially fill the bus, but there was no driver. Mm. And filling the bus is like it's like having so many people with these different problems that we have in Nigeria that came onto the bus and the NSARS movement, but there was no one that could drive with strategy, stopping at the different bus stops, understanding that. Yes, we have all these problems, but we have to stop at one at a time. We can't solve all of them at one at time. Having someone that can unite those voices and bring strategy is something that, you know, again, major point, unite those voices. You know, we didn't have a, we didn't have a united voice during that movement. We didn't have strategy. And that's why that movement hasn't had the impact that it was supposed to have. Um, and I feel... If, we, if you look at all the other movements that's happened in the past, they've, there's been a united voice. There's been a figure that represents the voice of the people that, mm. that, understands, that understands the destination. And I think that's, the, that's essential when, it's good, when it comes to picking leaders and picking the, putting the right people there is when we have a united 
when we have a united voice, we will be able to see someone that reflects the voice. But when we have a divided voice, everyone sees a different person. Like the Muslims will think the Muslim person is the best. The Christians will see that the Christian person is the best. The Yoruba man will say, oh, it's the Yoruba man that's the best. But there isn't a united voice. So no one actually sees the common goal. Like someone said, who is able to influence us to a common goal? It's exactly. It's once we have that unity where we understand that we need someone who's Nigerian, who understands Nigerian, who, who loves Nigeria, mm-hmm. then we're able to look past, oh, it's Yoruba, it's Igbo, it's, right. it's Christian. So it's that but unity I think, with the I, I think I, th- I think to that question is like being able to see past those nuances that we look at. Because mm-hmm. even in Kenya, when people are voting, they vote for the tribe. They vote for the leader who's of their tribe mm-hmm. or the leader who is the most famous in whatever tribe. Like, there's never a sense of, like, okay, how does this help the country? But I think mm-hmm. I think we talked about this, and I don't want us to forget about this. We talked about solutions, right? You know, because how do we then reach this goal? And as Africans who are abroad... I think one thing that Ima wanted to, we wanted to highlight is going back home to give back. That is something we share commonly about. Mm-hmm. I want you to talk a bit about that and why that is important. I think it's important that, like I said, I spoke about resources. In, in order to move forward, you know, we need resources in Africa. And, and the sort of resources that we need are most likely going to be achieved by the people who have been able to break the boundaries and break break some of the limitations in Africa. And most of those people happen to be abroad. But the problem is most of these people don't have a connection back at home, so they can't give back. But they have a wealth of knowledge or wealth of um, exposure that would really help advances as Africa, or they have the resources, like a lot of money, that they could invest back at home, create jobs, it's like we're waiting for the government to do all these things, but we have this power. This is such a small minute. And it was evident in the NSARS movement. Look how much was able to be raised. Um, ambulances were being called at quick notice. Um, you know, resources were flying left, right and center. And, and that unity brought us together and we were able to give back in our different ways. It's like, so being connected, I'm very connected back to Africa. So whenever I think of something, I think of how does this help back home? You know, when I'm setting up a company, whether I'm setting up that company here, there is always an aspect of that that gives back. You know, for instance, my company, Yada, which is a design agency, you know, we brand, we, we, we're like a one-stop shop for startup businesses, whether you want branding, you want websites, you want your, you know, your logo identity, um, design, any sort of design that you want. We do all of that. But everyone that works for me in my company is in Africa, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and we have such amazing talent. The quality of work that we do is is extremely you know it's on par with some of the biggest companies that do branding here or that do design or do websites in this country and that's the quality that we have in africa and if we're able to tap into that and be able to help these people you know some of those guys you know the money that they make working through my company they're able to support their families you know they wouldn't rather you know some of them do work for would but yeah. within a project that lasts two weeks, they can make 100K or more, you know, depending on what we have. And you need to realize that 
some of these people are really talented, but the opportunities are not there. And we that are here or outside the country have this um, knowledge, have this exposure that we can give back. Um, yeah. So and never wait till you think you have a bulk of money. Because I used to be like that. And my wife changed my perspective and said, you have a lot that you can do now. Don't wait till you're a successful man. You know, mm-hmm. you can exactly. You can do something as small as what I'm doing you know I didn't need money to be able to bring them and find clients here you know I was able to bring those people together and then find clients and I'm able to also you know have a side income from this as well so it's not just obviously at the core of it was my was my um was my need and wanting to help back at home and through that I'm also I've also been able to help myself as a young person you know as a young designer so it it's 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 having that connection. If I didn't have that connection, I wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah. If I didn't have the back at home and understanding the value that we have to offer Africans and, and talent that we have back at home, which I'm very, um, very, very um, particular about talent back at home, young people. And because I feel like that's the, um, that's where my focus would be mm-hmm. in terms of Africa, because I think it's, it's important to educate and give this young people an opportunity because these are the people that will grow to make Nigeria. This is, these are the, this is the next Nigeria. Yeah. You know, it's going to be harder to influence the older people, as we can see, as we've seen in movements, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of them are stubborn, a lot of them have this deep culture embedded in them. And, you know, being able to bring these young people together, I can see that there's a lot of things that I've been missing and I'm able to bridge that gap yeah. because of the exposure that I have. You know, so I think it's important to give back because um, we'll be bridging a gap back at home. You know, yeah. I, that's, I, I, that's I definitely, I definitely, first of all, I applaud you 100% for what you're doing. Um, it's amazing. I think, I, I think that is something my dad always used to talk to me and my sister about when we were growing up in the States. He'd be like, I want you to be able to succeed in this country to give back to Kenya. And, you know, those are things I'm also looking forward to doing with CMBL is being able to have ground there and hiring people on ground because Mm. so many of my friends that I know are unemployed. Like it's, it's just a crazy jungle out there. So I applaud you as the person that you are empowering young black people, Africans. I mean, it's, I think there's a sort of, um, it's not the word is not satisfaction gratitude there's a sort of gratification i'm sure you feel every single time you probably that write that paycheck or you probably have those meetings right like it's not just the fact that you provided financially for these people it's the fact that like these are my people and i'm helping back my people because i think most of the times as as africans we who are immigrants to any western country we get lost in the world of the West so quickly, yeah. right? And we're mm-hmm. quick to lose our roots. And, yeah, and, and, and you get comfortable and you, you know, just like you said to me last night, you get comfortable and you don't, you know, you're investing your money in all these other things, but like there's so much resources back in Africa, whether it's in mm-hmm. agriculture, whether it's in marketing, whether it's in, mm-hmm. you know, technology, there's so much to invest in. And I think that's part of unity in identity is also supporting blackness in that way where we give back to Africa. 
Yeah, I think definitely that's 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 one way that I see that you know if we have that connection back at home and we can give back, which is which has always been my life motto is is being able to give back in whatever way you know I've been blessed with all this and it would you know I would go to my deathbed like not satisfied if I wasn't able to give some of what God has bestowed on me back out there into the universe and back out there to you know God places. Africans don't need the white people to say the white people to move forward. We need ourselves. We have all the resources that we need. We shouldn't wait for any savior of sort or whatever. Um, you know, we have everything we need within us. God has blessed Africans with talent, blessed us with resources and blessed us with people. Now it's left for us to connect to each other and to unite and to pull these resources together to be able to, you know, achieve the Africa that we deserve and achieve the Africa that, that we know, you know, like we know how much Africa is a fun place to go to, but why Africa is not one of the top tourist um, destinations, I don't know why, but we know be. that so much, so much. <laughs> it's an amazing place. It's the one place that you can see anything you can find any other place in the world. You know, and the map does not does not reflect the size of Africa. Don't be deceived. Do it not doesn't. Be deceived. A lot of and a lot of things that the media in the West does not reflect Africa. I know, like I used to have friends ask me. <laughs> there's one time I got asked by a friend, um, "Do elephants pick you up at the airport?" And I think she was being very like naive, but at the same time, it's like that lack of knowledge and it's like i was like dude no like i wish you would see the house i grew up in in africa you wouldn't think that you know mm -hmm. so um i think email for president yeah what's a logo <laughs> he has a branding company so we can start but i i don't want to forget something we also talked about we talked about unlearning and then we're gonna talk about the mental health part but I'm glad you brought up the whole white savior complex aspect of it because mm -hmm. saying we don't need that. I'll speak for Kenya. A lot of Kenyans rely on that. They have this mentality of like, you know, we need the white man to succeed. How do Africans begin to unlearn this? It, it comes to um, seeing the value that we have in each other. Mm. You know, seeing that what we are looking outside is within us. And like I said, it comes to a deeper, a deeper sense of understanding of identity is, you know, once you get to that deeper understanding of who you really are and what, what the values that surround you and, and being able to see other people for who they are, you would see, you know, I, I mean, you guys should take a look at Yada and some of the work that we do. Those guys are talented. I'm, I'm, I thought I knew branding, but the guys on my team, God, I yeah. don't know where they learn. You know, I learned from them. So it's it's the wealth of of talent, the wealth of knowledge, the wealth of skill that we have back at home. You know, mm -hmm. if people would truly open their eyes to what was around them and yeah. be able to give, they'll realize that some of the food stuff that they have to import is that poor man could be a farmer that is a very skilled farmer. If you had the resources you had, you wouldn't have to pay triple the price for your apple. And 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 that's it's that it's coming to that, you know, level of 
understanding and, and seeing people for who they are and seeing your surrounding in a very neutral point of view, then you're able to reach out. You're able to see that what you need is around you. You don't need to go outside to, to get what you need. So I think it, it all boils down to the first, the first thing that we spoke about, which I think is very important to know who you are and to yeah. see people for who they are and not the barriers that we've created as a society because then you're, you're able to see talent, you're able to see skill, you're able to see potential. And you can even look at this in a relationship. You know, most people, most people are not able to pick great partners because they've created a mask, so they're not able to see the right partner because they've created all these things. And, you know, they're looking for a girl that looks this way and looks this way, but the real things they need, they're not able to get because they've created this mask and they're not able to see someone for who they truly are. When you understand your self-identity and you don't let things influence your your um your thought process, you're then able to see someone for who they are and see that you know might actually be in this person. If a rich man in Nigeria walks past a poor person and talks to myself, actually that man could plant plant um something that could be feeding my family. If they had that mentality then a lot of poor people would not be poor because they would be able to reach out and say, listen, take this money, go start a farm, this is a piece of land, cultivate it, feed your family, feed my family, feed the nation. And we need to start having that mentality because all the resources we have are within our country. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the mentality of togetherness. And I, I love, I so love that you said that because that's part of mental wellness. The reason mm. I always have these like conversations that are not just about mental health is because they're interconnected because if you truly know who you are on the inside then then accepting anyone else and being able to to welcome others and and i think that's something we're lacking as africans is that yes we know who we are as kenyans as nigerians but do we know the human coreness of who we are to be able to say you know what it doesn't matter if it's a muslim african it's a jew whatever they are let's create our own and build our own and i think that's you know you unlearn but you also have to give back you have to be able to have you know what we talked about empathy which is a big yeah. thing empathy big is thing. is so important it's a core part of of just who Be we are but the only way you gain empathy is by being able to because now i won't lie to you i'm me and you are going to have a side conversation and I'm going to be like, Ime, how can I help you grow? That's how I mm -hmm. think. Whenever I have conversations with people who are doing great things for other people, that's what I do. I'm like, okay, how can I help you grow? Because it's not about me, but I know what your goal and vision is, is to empower other Black people and Africans in general. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to do that as, as people. Mm. And you spoke, you know, you spoke about something, supporting each other. We don't, we don't support each other much. Um, as much as Africans so you know it's like when when people start things like what I'm doing it's like you 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 struggle to find the support that you need to be able to you know to be able to scale to be able to you know so it, it that it, and it's that connection I think it's that connection some people just don't connect to it um so you don't get as much support as you would get if people had that connection if we had that unity and if we had that understanding of you know what needs to be done. We can't wait for our leaders to change our country. We can't wait for the white savior to change our country. 
um, the change in our countries and in Africa is within us and it's for us to connect to that. Once you're able to connect to that, we will then be able to all connect because we will have a core value that connects us as humans and as Africans. And then we're able to move forward and have a united voice for change. Yeah. And I think, I think it's very, and like you said, one of the biggest things that we have to do is unlearn the things that culture has taught us, unlearn the things that um, the African society has taught us. You know, it's something that I had to unlearn to get to the place that I'm in. Um, because a lot of people leave Africa with so much anger, with so much pain, that when they can't even fathom to look back, and I understand because you've been through a lot, you know, Africans, but if you don't unlearn certain things, if you don't unlearn that hatred, if you don't, certain things that have been instilled in you, you know, from, from living there, you know, you won't be able to look back with a heart of love and, and be able to give back. So it's important we unlearn a lot of things. That's why I said culture is very, a different topic because I think it, there's some, some elements of culture that we have to unlearn if we need yeah, to move forward. Completely. I call, like the one thing we can all agree on, even for the people who watch this later and watch now, it's just like the funny one we compared yesterday is a tribal marriage nonsense. To me, that's crap. Like you cannot tell me that I need to marry, I cannot marry, you know, I'm a Kikuyu. I can't marry a Luo because culture mm -hmm. says that whatever. No. Yeah, yeah. You, need to unlearn all of that. you gotta unlearn all of that. And part of unlearning, which is a constant process, is being able to accept that damn that was I really thought that was real, but it's not. Because at the end of it, it's a choice. These things were choices that became societal norms. They were never no. they were never things that were really instilled with us. They're just things they're that they're not core choices. You know, yeah. yeah, so I think I think being being true Africans is being united no matter what you are, and I think you said yeah. it all, so I really want to thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure speaking yeah, to I you. Yeah, we could go on with this conversation, really, yeah, could, no. but I, I was like, we have to max it to like 30, and now we're at like 43 minutes. But thank yeah. you for being here, Imep. I really appreciate you. And um, yeah, I let's let's continue empowering and motivating and supporting each other because um, that's the only way we'll grow as Black and African people. Definitely, you know. And yeah. Africa. Do you have any last words? Anything wise to say before we leave? <laughs> um, um, just continue doing what you can do do everything you can in your own little place to, you know, whether you're African in Africa or Africa, any other place in the world, you're still African. Whether you're African-American, African comes before American. In, in the UK, they call you a black British, black comes before the British. So you need to connect to that core and then you're able to then understand your identity and help back at home and, and help us get to where we deserve to be as Africans and as black people and that's black excellence oh, what's, he said it all I ain't got to say nothing he said black excellence <laughs> that's how we end it thank you guys thank for joining you. thanks for being here Ime have a good night talk to you soon thank you very much take care bye now I, uh, okay before I log out I just want to remind everyone our scholarship is still available for applications. Um, 
they end March 8th. So you have maybe three weeks to go. So we are loving the applicants so far and we cannot wait to be able to give back. Just like Ime said, have a good night and thank you for being part of our community. Good night.